Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out, as always, at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch, and we are gearing up for summer. Uh, summer 2021 is right around the corner, and probably much like a lot of people, we are excited for this summer Yep. because it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, if you haven't been around Silver Birch Ranch before, I encourage you to come and check us out. Uh, we're kind of nestled on the edge of the Nicolay National Forest. So it feels like there's a lot of space, even though, like, you know, I'd say we're on 100 acres. We own about 100, and we're in the middle of a massive national forest. Yeah. It's actually got two names now because they combined it, but it used to be just the Nicolay National Forest, and now it's the Shawamigan. I was wondering how you were going to say that. Yeah, I don't even know if I got it right. Nicolay National Forest. <laughs> and, uh, and since it's combined, it's a massive forest here yeah. that we're at the edge of. So it's like... Owning all this property, but not owning all this property. So yeah. it's very nice. So, yeah, I encourage you to head over to the silverbirchranch.org. Like I said, it, it, I, I'm seeing that a lot of people are showing interest more so than usual in, in coming to summer. And so if it's something that you're interested in, just to get out and do do life again and have a relationship. Because uh, the last year has just been different for a lot of people. And for many of you, it's been maybe a lack of relationship. It's been lonely. And you just need a reset. And so we're actually doing a, a brand new retreat even in May, right before summer, it's yep. May 14th to the 16th. It's called Anchored. And it's really for anybody age 14 to 20, you know, where you just need a refresh or reset, you know, kind of refocus your life. If you've just been kind of struggling, you know, and, and kind of dragging your feet or even just, you know, not knowing where to look for hope. Um, or even if you just want to re-engage with people in a relationship, I encourage you to check that out. Just go to silverbirchranch.org slash anchored. And you can check that retreat out. We try to keep a treat so you can come. Or even if you're a youth leader. You know, and you want to come alongside of some of the young people yeah. that are just struggling. You know, like like we all, you know, lose sight of hope at times and we, we feel down on ourselves. We feel lonely. But this is a time for, like I said, just a reset. Hit the reset button. Let's look forward and let's refocus. And Absolutely. so I encourage you to check out that. Yeah. You know, and it really is a great use of, of leadership time. If you're going to, if you're a, a working with high school, young people, come on up with them. Yep. And go through this and have times where you sit around a fire and talk about the future. I, I think one good thing that happened through the pandemic is people were able to see what's important again. Absolutely. And what's important is being with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, family, yes, and then other friends as well. And I think we're going to continue to see that as long as the pandemic stays in everybody's mind, the importance of those relationships. I know my wife and I lost our uh, her father during this time. Yep. And it was a, a really a huge struggle not to be able to go with them and be with them. And, and, mm -hmm. and I understand everybody who went through that problem. Yeah. But it reaffirms the importance of being with people. Right. And if we can be with people now, and we should be, let's do it. Let's get with them. Right. And I think everybody's feeling the screen fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. it's like Zoom is a bad word now. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, after another year, I know last summer, the kids that came... Oh. They they made fun of Zoom incessantly, right? And and then so many schools went back to it. It's like, do you know what these kids said last summer about right. it? Yeah, because we, we we were at a point where we were able to welcome back some students last yep. summer, and even then, after what three months, you know, you could feel like the, you know, I can't even put word. It's more like the sound, like the, <sighs> yeah. You know, like finally, like some normalcy. Finally, we could be human again. You know, yeah, totally. And and I'm ex I'm I'm expecting that again this summer, even on a greater scale. Like, oh man, this feels just so good. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm I'm excited to just to, just to see all the students and and just to see this place full again. I think yeah. I'm excited. You know, I, I I think I think during this time we have, uh, I I would like to talk about the responsibility that we have as a nation to really listen to one another and to see what's really going on. Yeah. And and what we do with. Uh, being responsible as individuals, because mm-hmm. I can't be responsible for whatever, everything that happens on the Supreme Court. I'm mm-hmm. not in the Supreme Court. I don't do anything on the Supreme Court. I can pray for them. So I, I need to understand what my personal responsibility is. Mm-hmm. And the other day I was thinking, you know, what is my responsibility when I feel so helpless in a government that mm-hmm. seems like people like me have no voice? Yeah. Because honestly, I think the government right now is is lost. I think they're self-centered. I think they're making bad decisions. But what does it matter? I'm I'm just a normal citizen yeah. that has no power or authority. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, I actually wrote a letter to some people that are in government and said, you know, I, I prefaced it by saying, I just want you to know how a normal blue collar person thinks. Yeah. Because I'm not sure you know anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't want a response from you. I just want you to know that there's people that probably think like I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you're entertaining those thoughts ever. So what I want to do is I'm going to read some of that to you, and you, you can respond sure. to it. And it says this. It seems evident that those in Washington, D.C. are not connected to the general public. We all live in bubbles of our own making. We hear what we want to hear, conclude what we want to conclude, and actually believe that whatever we believe is true because we believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I start out that way saying, you know, I, I understand that I believe what I believe, you believe what you believe. I, I understand that. Yep. But I do think that you need to hear a perspective yeah. of somebody who's not in politics, who could care less about all the games you play in Washington, D.C., or even in, in our state in Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. and, and hear it. So I said, I think that ordinary rural living citizen is not understood by the political elite. Rather than government officials trying to understand its citizenry, it's trying to manipulate them. When the blog title, uh, this blog title, I titled Thoughts of a Forgotten Citizen, I'm going to attempt to give a quiet voice a bit more volume. Hmm. Uh, My first thoughts run to the immaturity of our government officials. And I know I can get in trouble for saying that. But as a normal human citizen Mm -hmm. of the United States of America, I believe that the leadership of our country is acting in immature ways. And that's just what I said. Mm-hmm. So if I say something, you say, no, I don't think so. Stop me. Okay. So I say, my first thoughts run to the immaturity of our government officials. It seems as if the whole lot of them has turned the government process into a family feud. Pride, arrogance, greed, and hatred rule our na- national leaders. Almost all of them are poor examples for any children to watch and are an embarrassment to what we the people it really expect. In the next election, I will purposely vote against any who have been in authority today as they have proven themselves incompetent. So, I, you know, here's just what I think. Yep. And uh, nobody has to agree necessarily, but that's the thoughts of myself. So what I'm wondering is, do you think that there are other people that think this way or am I saying? I, I would hope so. I mean... This isn't that radical, is it, to call the, the government immature? No, I mean, the word that comes to mind is circus. Yeah. For me, you know, it's just like, I mean, it used to be like trying to work together 
you know, as a team? Because obviously, you know, there's different viewpoints, different beliefs, you know, as you as you get into government. I get that. But it used to be like, how can we work together to make this work? Right. Whereas now it's like, how can we silence you so our side can work? Yeah. Which is uniquely and, and irrevocably different. It's irresponsible. Right. I mean, right. that's not what our government's about. No longer is it about creating, you know, a nation that ex- exists together. It's about, I want my beliefs to be the one that reigns supreme. Yep. Well, I, I went on to say this. Secondly, it seems as if deception and lies are standard in Washington, D.C. The recent bill they passed has a label of relieving the problems associated with COVID-19, yet there seems to be much in it that aids those in power in their home areas. Hmm. San Francisco and New York seem to have benefited from the crisis of the Speaker of the House and the majority leader in the Senate happen to be from those places. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just ordinary citizens saying, really? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my third one, I don't even know, my third point, I'm not sure if I should even read, so you can tell me if you think I'm totally out of line on this one. Okay. My third thought has to do with the condition of our president. I personally respect this office and pray for our president, yet it seems, yet he seems to be struggling with the demands of the job. He gives the impression of one who is being controlled by others and does not have the physical vigor that is necessary for the demands of the office. I personally wish him well, yet I don't think he's really able to meet the demands of this office. Mm. Again, Dave Wager, Johnny Citizen, that's yeah. all I'm thinking. I just want you to know what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm not asking for him to be impeached. I'm not asking for him to leave office. I'm saying, you know what, when I look at him as an ordinary citizen, mm-hmm. this is what I see. So am I out of line on, on thinking that? I don't think so. I think, I think a lot of people, even as they've watched you know, over these first couple of months, you know, has probably thought that at some point. Is it disrespectful to voice it? No. I'm I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I, I'm very respectful of people as right. they age and as they, you know, I want to be a part of their lives. I'm just not sure that that everybody as they age should be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I think that's a demanding job that, that demands a certain amount of vigor and yeah. I'm certainly not saying that that people um, that are older cannot be used in this capacity, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking if you are, you you need to have the enough energy and vigor and and that kind of thing. And as a normal citizen, just observing what's going on in Washington, I'm wondering if our president has that or not. Yeah, and and I'm wondering if because everyone's afraid to say it in a way. I'm I'm not trying to say it meanly. I've heard it said mean. Right. Right. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to actually wonder, and I'm beginning to think that in our culture, you're not allowed to do what I'm doing right here. You're not allowed to say, I really wonder about this. Mm-hmm. It's become an evil yeah. to voice your opinion or thoughts. I, I want the normal person that's listening to younger or older to get excited about the fact that they should be able to voice their opinion, not be angry, not be bitter, not go after somebody ruthlessly, but to be able to say, here is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yet I understand that there's rules in place, there's elections that took place, you win and you lose. I I understand all that. But here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And if you really want to understand what I'm thinking, here's what it is. Mm -hmm. And right or wrong, if you want to call it, I'm not sure that because this is an opinion, you can put a right or wrong to it. Mm 
It's just what I'm thinking right, right. at this point. Uh, did you listen to uh, the president talk at all about the uh, COVID-19 bill that got passed, the relief bill? I did not, no. Okay, I, I, I went and just listened to the speech, not the, I did, you know, or, or I read the speech. I didn't want to see the whole thing, so I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, but I listened to it, and, and I'll read what I wrote. I tried to listen to the president's speech and what's considered the anniversary of the national shutdown due to COVID-19. Honestly, I had to turn it off. His dramatic presentation of how bad we all had it convinced me that he was trying to use the crisis rather than solve it. For some reason, it seems to me that this crisis is being perpetuated and at times celebrated rather than solved. Mm. Now, do you think I'm off on that? I feel like I've, I've felt those tones. You yeah. know, it's like it's like all of a sudden, yeah, it's just a different feeling. You know, like even now, it's just like, all right, things are things are easing up. You know, but like as soon as like everybody starts feeling like it's easing up too much, then all of a sudden, like for the media, it's like, oh, no, 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 don't go there yet because there's there's an uptick. Right. And it's like, you know, yeah, you get vaccinated, but you got to keep wearing masks and maybe you should wear double masks. And maybe maybe during the Fourth of July weekend, you might be able to. Right. And that was was a key phrase that that was talked about. It's like, huh? Yeah. For some reason, the ordinary citizen like you and me and me in this case, because I'm reading it feels like is there a reason why our federal government is perpetuating this COVID-19 thing because that's what it feels like and that's mm-hmm. what it looks like to me right now again I don't have any scientific backing I don't have any right. and, however if somebody comes to me and says um, science says I will ask them to back what they just said right. what studies I would like to see them because really, you can find whatever studies you want. Right, and and some of it just common sense wise doesn't make any sense. Yeah, when it comes to that sort of thing. Well, I'm just wondering again. This is the normal, I think, citizen that really isn't normally involved, that really yeah. doesn't have a voice in Washington D.C. That that honestly is wondering things uh, aloud, and yet when we wonder them, people shame us to the point where they say, "How dare you say that?" Right. I'm really not trying to be disrespectful or anything. I'm trying to wonder. Why is this continuing at the level it is? Yeah. And maybe maybe there's really good reason that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let all our listeners investigate that. And if they find something, then you go with it. But then I went on to say the normal citizen in our neighborhood, in other words, our neck of the world, has COVID fatigue and is done with it. Mm-hmm. The more our government official push this button, the more resistant they're going to face with people in this area. And yeah. it, it, would you agree with that or not? You oh, live I'd in this fully, area. Yeah, I'd fully agree. Yeah, I think we've just had it with the whole thing. Right. And it's like, you know what, unless we get better proof or something. Well, not only not only better proof, but I feel like the more the proof comes out, the more that it proves that we overreacted. Yeah. I would say. Yep. You know, I mean, even a study looking at looking at the original lockdown a year ago, there's no proof even a year later that that actually benefited anything. Right. You know, and 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 those sort of articles are starting to come out. You know, and you look at the overall death rate, and so if a lockdown didn't help out, and the death rate is so minimal, it's like, what's what's going on here? Right. You know, and some people may say, well, you know, that's not the facts. It's like, well, that's the facts that I see out there. Yeah. You know. Once again, if you're listening, these are thoughts of two ordinary people, not politicians. Yeah. Where people that are just normal blue-collar people in the world. And we're saying, you know, here's our thoughts. Take them or leave them. 
And you can turn the podcast off if you want, I guess. I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm trying to say, here's the honest thoughts that we have. And there has to be a way in this day and age for people to express honest thoughts and not get beat up. Right, right. And and that's what we've said on the show time and time again, is that there has to be a, a space for open dialogue just to say, hey, you know, part of my responsibility is, is to think things through. And here's what I'm thinking. Right. You know, yeah. whether you agree with it or not, this as I look at the world through my lens and through the facts I have in front of me, here's the questions I have. And that's how I'm thinking. And then I go on to say this. There's a limit to what the federal government should do. We, the people, have rights given to us in the Constitution that are not limited by sickness, poverty, or any other circumstance. See, when I look at our rights and freedoms in the United States, I don't see that they're limited because there's an epidemic. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure an epidemic should be causing us to, you know, I mean, there's so many inconsistencies in what's said Right. From our national leaders. Mm-hmm. If they if if the if the left really believes that people should have the freedom to choose, then I should have the freedom to choose, not just in in a way they say. But if they really believe that, yeah, then they should back it by how they legislate. Mm-hmm. They, they don't believe that. No. They believe in certain areas you should choose and certain you can't, and, and telling us which areas they are. And again, as a normal citizen, I'm going, really? This doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I went on to say this. The reinterpretation of terms and phrases we all understand is the most dangerous exercise. Those in leadership need to look at our laws and see the simplicity behind them and stop making the simple complex. The more complicated they make it, the more loopholes are formed and the more confusing life gets. I would suggest that they change the way they do business in Washington, D.C., and only allow one item at a time to be in bills they pass and limit the explanation of the bill to one page. That way, we the people will know what they passed and who's responsible for its passage. I'm asking that, as a normal citizen, I'd like to know what you're voting on completely. Right. Yeah, when a bill gets to be, how how long was that COVID I don't even know. Like, was it 700 pages? A lot of pages. A lot of pages. Uh, uh, more than most people would read in a book. Right. And even and even that, like, I'm sure none of the senators read it all. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking. It's like how much fluff you got to throw in there. Yeah. As a normal citizen of the United States of America, I'm saying, can we get to where we demand our congressional leaders and our Senate leaders put one thing in a bill at a time so that we all know what's in it? Mm-hmm. Vote on one thing. You right. want to give aid, you know, money to people because of COVID relief. All right, make that the issue in yeah. the bill. Right. Don't just make that the primary thing so that you can throw all the other fluff behind it. That's right. And get the popularity of the vote. Right. You know, I mean, even as you look at this COVID, $1.9 trillion. Do you know how much of that went to direct payments? I don't even know. Not a whole lot. Yeah. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. But yet, that's that's what they're touting as a victory, and it's like, do you understand that that's only a small portion of trillions of dollars? Yeah. You know, and that's that's the crazy thing. And and once again, you know, this is my way of saying to the world: I know that you and I, Jason and I, are nobodies. Yeah. But we're just normal people living in the United States of America in a rural area. Right. And this is what we say. If you want to know what we're thinking, Mm -hmm. this is what we're thinking. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? I'll vote for people. I won't vote for people. I'll listen to what they say. But these are the things that I'm confused by. 
Um, then I go on to say, the Constitution guarantees us the right to own and bear arms. Mm -hmm. And I just put, do not complicate that or reinterpret what that means. The Constitution guarantees us freedom of religion. Do not complicate that or reinterpret what that means. Those are my thoughts in those two areas as a, yeah, think, as yeah. a citizen. Keep it simple. Yeah. I have the right to own and bear arms mm -hmm. for legal purposes. Yeah. I have the right to do that. Yep. I have the right to worship God. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just asking, stay away from that because that's already guaranteed. You, there's not a legislative body in the United States of America that can say I don't have those rights mm -hmm. because it's already guaranteed to me. Yeah. So quit talking about it. It's already there. Mm -hmm. And I know they're saying, well, you don't understand. No. As a normal person, again, I think what the, the goal of those in leadership to keep power and keep uh, perpetuating themselves is to make things so complicated that none of us can understand it. Mm -hmm. This isn't complicated to understand the Constitution. It says that we have the right to own and bear arms, and it's not complicated to understand that we have the freedom to worship God. Right. That's not complicated. So right. don't make it complicated. Stop it. Mm -hmm. That's my middle class, blue collar self coming out saying that's my thoughts. Yeah. And then uh, towards the end, I say, finally, I cannot understand why we spend more money than we make. The federal government has become too large and needs to be sized down and allow the states and local governments more authority. Spending more money than we have is irresponsible. And any official that authorizes spending more than we take in is proving that they should not be in a position that decides how resources are used. Right. I'm not saying anything complicated there. Don't no. spend more than we make. Right. Do you spend more than you make? No. I don't either. No. And I, I know. think that's being responsible. I think the next part of the program eventually we'll talk about responsibility because well, it, it seems. I mean, the government's doing both sides of the sword. Yeah. You know, you can have a local municipality, you know, if they spend more, what do they do? They raise your taxes. Right. You know. And it, you can't keep going the way we're going. You can't keep spending more than you make. Right. It's just at some point there's a day of reckoning. Right. And people don't believe it anymore because they've been told that over and over again at some point. Yeah. But just think about that at some point. And again, Jason and I are the normal blue collar rural people yeah. saying, look, we understand you can't keep spending more than you make. And that somehow down the road, this is going to affect everybody in the United States. And it's irresponsible. So I think that those in Washington, D.C., who have made these decisions to spend more than we make, are being irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And that's my thought process on what they're doing. Yeah. And they need to stop that. Right. Anyway, spending more money than we, uh, than we have is irresponsible. Once again, this is just the voice of an ordinary person. Disregard if you desire. That's normally what happens, and those of us who are ordinary citizens are used to being ignored. However, you might be wise and try and listen rather than silence someone who is not connected to your bubble. I have no power or authority and don't want any. However, I am a citizen of the United States of America, and to the normal person that still means something because this nation is still about we the people. It's time that our government realign itself to be about the people and not about the government. And those are my thoughts as a normal citizen in northern Wisconsin. And yeah. uh, really, that's all I want them to understand if they're in government right now. I, I do realize I control nothing. Yep. I realize that you start saying things, people start yelling at you, calling you names, telling you you don't understand, making it complicated, whatever it might be. I understand that.
But I do think that the founding fathers made the Constitution very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it talks about we the people. Yeah. It talks about in, it, the rights that God has given us. And if we the people are disregarded, and if God no longer exists in government, then what good is the document? Mm-hmm. Because it's no longer about we the people. Right. And it's no longer under the guidance of Almighty God. Mm. So we've taken away the very foundational bricks that make this culture what it was and is. And if we don't replace those bricks with anything, which we're not, then the whole structure that's balanced on that foundation will crumble. And when it crumbles, there'll be no way to rebuild it because there's no foundation to put it on. You, You can't build a society or a culture without a solid foundation. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. It is obvious in the Constitution, it's obvious, the Bill of Rights, it's obvious that there is a God in the back, in the minds of our founding fathers that say this is the way it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And we as a nation want to live in a manner that expresses the way that it was meant to be. Yeah. And I'm asking those in any government position to please reread the Constitution, leave our bills very simple so everybody can understand them, and start to think in context of we the people instead of you the government. Mm-hmm. And let's see where we can go to repair the damages that have been done and get out of the hole we're in uh, for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope I don't sound radical. Do I sound radical? You just sound like an everyday person just saying, here's what I think. Yeah, I think I sound... And you could disagree with what we're saying. Yeah, we're absolutely. Not, we're not saying that. We're just saying, you know, where where has the dialogue gone? And where, where has the, the ability to even express what I said today uh, go, gone where, where you allow people who you may not agree with 100% mm-hmm. to have a respectful chat like you and I just had? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know that people will disagree with me. I, the, the point in life isn't to get everyone to agree with you. Mm-hmm. The point in life is to be prepared one day to meet Almighty God and answer for your life. Yeah. And I firmly believe that he made life to be a certain way. And if you live outside the context of he made it, there's, there's no hope for you. Yeah. As far as your, your joy, your fulfillment in life, your purpose. And, and that's going to be my background. Yeah. So I'm going to express it that way. And I do think that I speak for a lot of people in my generation, actually, who are now just quiet. Mm. Because we understand the game that's being played and we can't really do much about it. And we know that. Uh, You young people, you have a lot of energy. You can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, the older people are just saying, oh, well, I guess we'll just hopefully survive till we're out of here. Right. And then we're going to give the whole mess to you. Mm. And believe me, it's a mess. Yeah. And I think that's the great era of my generation. We allowed this mess to get to where it is today. And now it is so, the water is so far under the bridge that it's hard to put back where it was started from and mm. maybe impossible. So I hope you pray for our nation. I hope you know that I pray for our nation. And uh, let's let the quiet voices at least be heard respectfully. Absolutely. And we encourage you to have honest dialogue with those around you. Um, and, and that way we can learn and, and, and just 
talk about stuff and get to a point where we can have those conversations. Uh, I encourage you to head over to relate365.com uh, where you can check out a lot of the conversations that we have, just talking about different issues, different topics, um, just from our perspective. You can agree with them or not, but we're just trying to open up the dialogue. But for now, this is all the time we have. This is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care. We'll see you next time.